everyone. It's me, Dr. Z, and I'm here with... JB, who definitely doesn't host this show. She does. <laughs> and uh, we are uh, actually so excited you're back uh, for today because... Well, then I'm going to talk about... I'm going to say what we're talking Good. about. Yes, since I, I host the show. She hosts the show. What are we talking about, Dr. We Z? We are going to talk about everything that you guys keep messaging me because we listen. Uh, narcissism and the holidays oh, and yes. what the hell you do. First of all... The laundry room is always an acceptable place to run to. That's uh, just a rule for me to you. Uh, and, yeah, it's not fun, especially no. if you're going to be in an environment full of, uh, one is too many. If you have more than that, I can't even imagine what you're going to be feeling and walking into. So what are first thing on the list? What are we doing when we're in a tight space? We know what this, what we're you know about to walk into there. So I think there's two different things that happen on the holidays. One is when you actually have to see them. And the other is when you're not in touch with them, but narcissists love special occasions and they will come out of the woodwork. And this is when they're going to contact you. Merry Christmas. Happy new year. They love the holidays. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, anxiety provoking for a lot of reasons. So I think there's two different ways to, to manage it. So for the people who aren't going to run into them, but without fail are going to be contacted by them, block them, block them. Oh, wow. <laughs> but if you don't think that's going to induce a response when you see them uh, at whatever function? Or no, you're not going to see them. These are, these oh, are like, these are like people gotcha, that, that when you've dated a narcissist or you've been married to a narcissist or what, or a family member that you're estranged from that you don't talk to, the holidays is when they come out. That's when they come out. And so they will contact you. So make it very difficult for them to contact you. If they get through and they text you or they call you, do not respond. They are only doing it to get in your head, to be able to see if they have access to you during a time that's supposed to be happy and joyous. They want to be in your head so that you are thinking about them, anticipating what they're going to do, being anxious about them when you're supposed to be focused, let's say, on your family. And that's just what they love to do in the first place. That's part of the, you're their supply. They know that they're going to affect whatever's going on. Just like you said, it's probably one of the reasons why they like the holidays. Correct. Because they know you're, they're already running around like crazy. So, um, big bunch of supply. Not with them. Make sure you're blocked. And that should probably be immediate before the holidays too. But if you haven't done that already, just do that right now while you're listening or watching this. Yes. Block. And social media. Yes, that's all all out. Now, if it is someone I think very common around this time, mm-hmm. too, is the kids, you're divorced. Yeah. You know there's going to be a transfer of some sort. Yes. Sometimes you're going to have to sit with that ex's family members or something is, is going to happen there more than likely. How do you manage those situations? So in co-parenting situations, you I cannot stress this enough, especially with it. This should be regardless of a narcissist. But when you are in a co-parenting situation with a narcissist, that custody agreement cannot be voluntarily altered by you in the slightest bit because it's going to backfire. You're not being nice and accommodating by doing that. You're actually enabling the control and the access to you that they have. 
if the, the custody agreement when you're dealing with a narcissist should be set in stone. It should be what it is and it is what it is. There should be no deviation from it um, as best as you can because it's not the same, right, as a typical custody, even just a toxic relationship. Yeah. It's different. Um, so for the holidays, you go into it knowing people are going to, how am I going to deal? How can I get through this and be happy? Listen, so the holidays suck for a lot of people. And so if you go in with the expectation and the societal expectation that you're supposed to have this amazing, joyous occasion, but yet you're co-parenting with a narcissist who you know is going to contact you, make your life hell during that time, it's okay to go into it knowing this is going to be a difficult period. Yeah. Totally fine and acceptable and understandable. So with the co-parenting with a narcissist, you can't block them, obviously, because you have to be able to speak about the kids, but I would limit the avenues of communication that you have with them. Sometimes it's through the court system. Um, there's certain apps that you can use. It's just about the kids or you contact them directly. Do not talk to them on the phone. Do not respond to emails. If it's just text messages, fact based, I'm picking the kids up at three. I'm dropping them off Sunday at five. That is it. Mm -hmm. There should be no, you know, well, they don't want to be with you or they, you know, or they were miserable and all they kept doing. Nothing. No, just facts. That's it. And that's all. And when those, because pickup times are usually crucial during this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sometimes where I feel like narcissists can just kind of slip some stuff in Correct. there on their way in and out. Right. One of the things that I think they do, obviously consciously, to kind of put it in your court mm -hmm. is to actually step into your new household, if that's your case or to the old house if that's where you were residing and, you know, there's still that going on. You mean physically come in? Physically cross oh. the line and they're in the door and yes. it's to pick up the or to yes. put on the coats or to do yes. whatever. And it's just a little thing. But it's huge. But it's a huge. Correct. Right. It's I'm cr I am I am I am infiltrating your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even I'm not asking I'm not for asking permission. permission. I'm not. And even if you do, if you are in that house, it's yep. the same. I stupid, love that you brought that this up. Is, this is my house anyway. Crap. Yes. Or if it's the other one, I'm just trying to yes. help the well-being of my kids or, yes. you know, whatever stupid excuse. So I love I love that you brought that up because it seems like it's nothing, but it's massive. When they step over that mm. threshold into your whatever door area, what? Yeah. Th uh, door area? Yeah, foyer? Sure. Is that from the 80s? What do you oh, call foyer's it? Foyer's okay. Is that foyer's it, the, if you did like foyer, you, then you're too fancy, but... Uh, Foyer's okay. I feel like I feel like you're <laughs> laughing at me inside a lot. And so, a little bit. what is it called? I know. I don't a know. Hallway? I know. I'm going with a you. doorway. The doorway. Yeah. If they cross the foyer? threshold of the, if they're in the foyer, out on the veranda, they've crossed the line. I will be watching Knots Landing tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the front of your door looks Fine. like, and Damn. the area in which they, yeah. yeah, that part. Okay. Mud room, if you if you want to go that route too. Whatever it is. I like foyer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If they cross over into your foyer, it is not just them coming into the house. It is exactly like you said. I am infiltrating. I am busting in here. I am not asking permission. I'm violating your space because I want you to know that I can. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to fucking do anything about it. They don't give a shit about, about being in the house. Yeah. No, no. And so... This happens a lot, but for just focusing on the holidays with the exchanges, 
One of the things you do is you stand with your kids outside. Wait with them outside. Open the garage. Sit in the garage with them. Do what you can to literally and physically keep that boundary, keep that door shut. Yep. If you see them pulling into the driveway, have the kids come out when you see them pulling in. Same with inside, too. The moment that it happens, Absolutely. open the door before the, before the car even stops. Have them walk That's out. exactly yep. right. That's exactly right. If they forget something, you get it and bring it out to the yep. car. Mm-hmm. Because they will try to maneuver their way. And can I just use the bathroom? No. You know, or like, can I, yeah, I was going to say phone, but like, that doesn't make sense anymore. Sorry, it's so, clogged. They just threw something yeah, down it, right, whatever it is. Right, yeah. like, like, no, you can't use the bathroom, right? Or you just, just. Or just physically pretend fill, you're on, fill up the bathroom before the you other, can The other over. thing is that also you can pretend you're on the phone. Mm-hmm. which is also a good thing. Pretend you're on the phone having a conversation. You can't interact with them. You can't engage. You're on the phone, like wave to the kids. Bye guys. Have fun. Um, there's ways to do that, but a hundred percent agree with you. Do not let them over that. It is so on purpose and it's such a violation and it's just to let you know they can. Yeah. And it's a, uh, is there, I mean, normally there aren't any real circumstances in which, two ex-parents from a narcissistic relationship are probably going to be in the same room during the holidays. But, I mean, if that is the case, for whatever reason, how do you walk into something like that? Because I don't, to me, when I look at that, I go, well, just like you were saying earlier, it's just going to suck and you're going to have to probably bring as much support with you as you can. I mean, I think this is true for... And even if it's a family member, a parent, like I, I think I don't even think it has to be someone that you're co-parenting with, because I do mm-hmm. think that's very rare that that would happen. But just generally speaking, going into the holidays, knowing you have to deal with somebody that either you've you don't talk to or you've set significant boundaries with. And so now it's going to be awkward. Um, and maybe you're the only one that set boundaries with them because you're yeah. the only one that realizes their patterns and everybody else is still catering to them. So you're like kind of this outcast now. So it's awkward and uncomfortable. The one thing I will say is you maintain your boundaries. You go into it knowing it's going to suck. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to maintain your boundaries. If they start with you, you go in kind of with a mantra. We've talked about this before with kind of a stock answer that you can give in certain situations so that you feel prepared. Something like, I'm not going to have this conversation now. Or if they say, you know, you know, you, I haven't heard from you. Like where, you know, you never call me anymore. I never heard from you. And you say something like, I know. What can they, what can they say in response to that? Nothing. Nothing. So you don't say, well, you don't call me and you don't get into it with them. You don't tell them to fuck off. You don't give them anything. You just give them neutral. So if they say, you don't call me anymore, I know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right. Like, what do you do? Right. And then what are they going to say? Are you going to call me? Right. No. Exactly. No, they're not. So there's that. And then there's, you know, if they start talking about, um, you know, making kind of passive aggressive comments or something like that, you know, just one word, fact based answers. And you don't have to respond to everything. Remember, like it, it, ignoring is one thing, but just simply not responding is totally appropriate. Yeah. And listen, you can always leave. People forget that. And you can also always turn down the invitation. You know, I'm not one. I always talk about don't avoid, don't avoid, don't avoid. But in these situations, in these circumstances, it's such an isolated, episodic event. If you don't feel comfortable and you don't want to go, don't go. Yeah. 
And I would say the same if you're there and you're uncomfortable. Leave. See ya. Right. And yeah, that's going to be a little harder with the kids there right. if that's part of the thing. But ah well, you know, it's better to make a, a, a an abrupt exit mm-hmm. than a long-term mistake mm-hmm. in my Correct. opinion. Correct. I so. agree. So things like I'm not going to have this conversation now or, you know, we this is not appropriate for now or you just don't say anything or you excuse yourself and you just say, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, middle of the conversation, right? Just, I have to go to the bathroom. And that's worked since, like, childhood, by the way. Correct. I've used that sort to right. spit out my vegetables when yeah. I didn't want to. Bathroom works all the time. Bathroom works. The other part of this, too, is just, I think it's, I think it would be pretty common for, like, if you're in a relationship and you're heading towards a narcissistic mother-in-law's house, father-in-law's mm-hmm. house, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and, again, I want to yep. make sure we're clear on all that stuff, too. That's probably out of every narcissistic situation that I can think of, mm-hmm. probably the best to navigate as a couple who understands mm-hmm. what they're walking into. Yes. Right? You're in trouble if only one person Which understands. We'll get to in a yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, if you walk in together as a unified front, knowing what the behaviors are, being able to predict what mom's going to do, what dad's going to do, being able to predict the scenario, being able to predict your responses. And the two of you together have some sort of language where if it, if shit just gets too much, you leave. If one of you wants to leave, the other one agrees to leave. And you have this kind of already worked out in the beginning. You already have this agreed upon because what a narcissistic mother and or father wants is to drive a wedge, cause chaos, gain access to the relationship, triangulate, manipulate. And so you they can't do that mm-hmm. if you are presenting as a unified front. If you both set the same boundaries together, if you both understand the behaviors, they can't penetrate that. Is it a good practice, like if the narcissist is targeting either the actual um son or daughter mm-hmm. and you know is it is it better to have like the deflector answer for someone that is trying to get or you know go to the other person into that control like whether it's they're coming after so your depends. wife your husband or yeah. they're coming after you you know no good question it depends if they're talking to you about the other person sitting there right so if i'm talking to you and you know Vince looks a little tired Vince answers. Hi, Vince. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you know, he would answer. You know, and, and it, because you you want to prevent that triangulation. You want to you want to prevent them from drawing that wedge. And or you say something, well, you know, I'll let them answer for you know, that kind of thing. And you use statements like we, us, right? Like we want to leave. We feel this way. I, you know, not eyes and not we use. thought the chicken was dry. Correct. It's all we. Yeah, right. We and us. You are a couple. You know, you are a unified front, and it, it, you want to do it almost like as overkill. So in that instance, when you're calling Vince out and saying, "You look a little tired," Vince mm-hmm. said, "We have been working really hard. Correct. And we have been traveling a lot. Correct. We have been meeting a lot of people, and we are tired. Correct. We are tired. I yes. wouldn't even give that much. You wouldn't even. That's nope, too much. Supply. That's too much. Okay. Just say, yeah, I am. Yes, I am tired. What can you say to that? Because <laughs> if you give me all of that, 
That's just more shit say, to pick well, on. Well, right? I mean, I travel too. What do you mean? I, I worked all day and cooked. And what do you Sounds mean like you're excuses tired? to me. Right. Yeah. So, but if you just, yeah, I'm tired. You literally are giving them nothing. Nothing is always the key. Nothing is always the answer with yes. narcissists. Ne- well, ne- neutral. neutral. Excuse me. Yeah. Neutral. Very, very neutral. Mm-hmm. So when it's, now we're going to go to that scenario yeah. where this is, this I think is, is oh, God bless you. Hell. When you are, now this feels like you're crazy because your partner in life mm-hmm. doesn't know that you have a narcissistic mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whatever. Oh, I thought you were going to go the other route. Oh, where which is the other route? I, I, I thought you were going to go that the that the partner who has the narcissistic family or parent or whatever doesn't see it. And oh, their, no, other, and their other partner is like, you don't see that? That's where I'm going. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going the same. Exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. So where, what do you do in that situation when you're the in-law and you're going, what the fuck are you talking about? That person's crazy. And they're driving you crazy and us crazy. So uh, it's such a difficult situation because you're going to look like you're trying to take, let's say it's a son and a mom and you're the fiance. It's going to look like a typical uh, situation. No, narcissist, narcissistic. It's going to look like you're trying to steal. She's going to view it as you're trying to steal my son. She's going to look at it as you're trying to ruin our relationship. Things were fine until you came along. And the son, by nature of how narcissistic parenting and relationships work with the child, the son is going to feel like he has to protect his mom or he has to protect that relationship because he's scared shitless if he doesn't because there's going to be consequences if he doesn't. He is nervous. He's walking on eggshells. He doesn't, you know, and and now he has this fiance who's like, well, wait a minute. Like, she can't talk to me like that. Stick up for me. Defend me. Uh, uh, right. So I will be brutally honest. There is no right or wrong answer for this except for the fact that if you're going into a situation like that and you're that fiance, go into it knowing that it's going to be extremely difficult. You're going to be extremely irritated. I would try your hardest to refrain from having those types of conversations at the family event, right? You can maybe do it before, or do it after, but don't do it there. Try your best to present as a unified front as much as it's killing you, as much as you may hate their parents, but you go and you present as a unified front because if you don't, that's exactly what they want. Is there any way that your partner can hear what you hear? Not, I mean, Therapy. It, yeah, okay. That's it's, it, it's right? N- it's not something that's going to be solved in a... Co- you will never convince your partner... Is there anything your, that would lead them to therapy, I guess? It'd be like, hey, yeah, our relationship happens, is going to end because of your parents. Yes. Jen, I'm yeah. not, you know, no, I'm not I know, even, I know. It's just like, our, we're, there's three people in our marriage, mm-hmm. right? Like me, you, and your mom, or me, you, and your dad. Like, this is not going to work. And, and God help you when you have kids, right? So you really want to work on that before. And, and if your other, if the partner is not willing to address it, you really have to consider think, it. You really have to think about the relationship and where you see it going. I, I'm just being honest. I appreciate that. No, it's, 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 that's a difficult situation. So the only answer I have is therapy. Is there, is it a tougher road? I mean, it, it's not as a tougher road to convince a partner that, that your mom or dad are a narcissist versus like, 
I don't know, some of the other conditions we've talked about on the yeah, other two exa- seasons. Right? Exactly. Like like you you could say, you know, the, the, let's say they're not narcissists. Let's just say they're really uh, demeaning, right, or mean or whatever. You, could say, you know, do you, real, you realize how your mom speaks to you? Like that must make you feel uncomfortable. What do you want me to do in those situations to like help you feel better? Do you want me to interject? Because then what happens is you're not trying to convince them of, of there's no manipulation in that by a narcissist manipulates. So you'll look crazy. Yeah. But in situations where it's not a narcissist, it's just toxic. It's easier to pull out the patterns and reflect the patterns back on the person because it's not as much manipulation and gaslighting. It's just really toxic patterns. And here you are as this objective person giving them other options of how to view the situation that is so much more workable than mom treating son let's say as golden child and hugging and we love you we miss you and this daughter-in-law sitting here saying your mom's crazy but yet anyone watching would be like what do you mean she's crazy they have a beautiful relationship exactly treating you cold as ice correct during that entire time exactly right so in that case then how would you approach your partner to say, I mean, are you just taking that list and reversing it and being like, honey, I could really use your support when your mom or dad says X, Y, and Z. It actually makes me feel like shit. You, I don't know how to, you I want to be respectful of your mom and you, but can you help me when this happens? So if it's a narcissistic parent, you can say that all you want to the, uh, the but they're not going to there. No, thing. it's okay. not. It really isn't. Um, maybe it'll help them become a little more aware, but they've been gaslit and manipulated their entire life. Want that conversation. It's just not going to, they'll say, no, she's not, she doesn't mean that. That's just how she is. She, mm. she loves you. It just, that's how she shows affection. It, it doesn't go well. So you can try, but my best advice would be forget the conversations, go set your boundaries Present as a unified front, and take just what you can neutral, take. exactly, and be neutral. And if she, you're, you know, you look, a, you look a little pale. I am. Yes, I am. Right, that's it. Because it's winter. That's, that's it. Like, see, that's too much, that's right it. there. That's too yes, much. Yes, I am. Because, because what if I say, well, you were pale in the summer too. Uh, go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah, so I'm just like, I don't know what to tell Like, like, I remember one time my grandmother, it's, it's like if, if I was too thin, it was you're too thin. If you're too thin, then you're too thin. Yeah. So I just, one time she was just like, you you know, you, you, you really look like you put on weight. And I just, and she's used to an argument. I just kind of looked at her. I was like, mm-hmm. Yep. I did. Just like that. And she looked at me and you could tell, like, I th- she had no idea what like, to do. Oops, she uh, was ready for, a, mm. like, a boxing match. And I gave her nothing. And, like, you throw the whole dynamic off. And it's, I, you know, I always say, like, it's fun to watch. It's not, this is, nothing about this is fun. But when you start to heal and look past, you know, move past it and see the patterns and you look in on it, you realize how much power you have mm-hmm. by being neutral. Yeah, 100%. And, and like, even... If it feels like crap going on inside, mm-hmm. I think there's a place that you can get to where the value of what they're saying and where you always Doesn't tell people to you. get, yeah. it just bounces off exactly. you and you kind of laugh in your head. And like Correct. when a narcissist sees you laugh, then they know it's over they or it's infuriating it's to them. That's right. Know? They know so. they've lost control. And the one thing I will say to just to kind of remind everyone before we're done, everything is heightened around the holidays. Every emotion, every everything is heightened. So remember that also that the emotions you're having around the holidays are temporary, 
right? It does pass. It's an episodic kind of increase in sadness or increase in anxiety because it's the holiday season. Yes. And it's okay to say that the holidays are terrible. Correct. And they are. The holidays are terrible. If you don't have a good family relationship, if you're estranged from a parent or you fight all the time, I mean, it's like it's sometimes people dread them. And I don't mean to sound pessimistic. I just want people to know that if they dread the holidays, like, my God, are you not alone? Oh, yeah, you're totally not alone. Mm -mm. And for me, it's not even family based. I just hate the whole process mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. this and that. The values that we put on all this stuff is so absurd and it, i always thought it would chill out and it's not no. like it keeps increasing the, i think because in know. our minds we think like we're waiting for it we're waiting for it waiting for it and then it happens and then you're kind of like oh eh. right it's like your birthday it's like you're waiting right and then it happens you're like okay well, that's it huh that's it all right cool <laughs> right so so everything's heightened we have high expectations we have these unrealistic expectations mm. society's expectations oh and this is the other one last thing I will have people come in and be like, you're not going to believe what my father said to me at Thanksgiving dinner. And I will literally look at them and say, I 100% can believe that that's what your dad said at dinner. Do you want to know why? Because that's what your dad always does at dinner. Yes. And, and For 25 right, years. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so you want to remind them that they're the expert in these situations. You can predict what's going to happen. So manage your own expectations that for some random reason, for... Literally no reason, actually. Mm -hmm. Just because you're in therapy doesn't mean they're changing. Don't go in thinking, like, this is magically going to be different. If anything, it's going to be the total opposite. It's going to be exactly the same. Yes. Because you're never going to... in. That's kind of part of the holiday season, too. Narcissism related or not. But if you are trying to seek that answer from whoever into the holidays, and that becomes an emphasis, mm -hmm. oh boy, is that going to be the no. bumpiest ride in the world. That's why I tell people, I tell people, if you're going to go on a diet, can you please wait till January 2nd? Yeah. If you're going to stop smoking, can you please, can you honestly. please wait till like, right, like just don't make any massive life shifts from yeah. Thanksgiving until New Year's. Like, please, just please don't. Yes. It's already heightened. There's already too much on your plate. Just don't change. Just that. Yeah. Just, don't add. Try not to add and either. And don't add. Just do. Just do it like I love that. I, I'm going to pile on that turkey. We plate. should we should put that on a shirt. Just do. I think there was Yoda a second part. No, there was a second part. <laughs> there was a second part. Was there? Oh, don't uh, don't add on. Just do. Don't add on. Don't subtract. Just do. Just do. Don't add. Yeah. Just do. Don't add. There you go. Love that. Well, uh, it's uh, it's not as good as sit in the suckiness, which, by the way, you can go right now and find that Dr. Jamie Dr. Zuckerman. Jamie com. I'm going to. Uh, do the things that I always do the holidays, which means put an excessive amount of turkey, stuffing, mm -hmm. uh, cranberry sauce. I, I look forward to all that, mm -hmm. and I don't want that ruined. The same thing with, like, I know I'm going to go through every peppermint, chocolate, whatever mm -hmm. during, you know, December and January because I love it. And I, I will deal with whatever else after that. I'm not changing the things I'm looking forward to the most Correct. and denying myself that pleasure. That's ridiculous. Correct. And also there's always, like, that you know, Uncle Red Flag Ricky, right? There's always that one person you're going to pile the food on your plate and they're going to say, oh, you're going to eat all that? Fuck yeah, I am. And again, <laughs> right, your response is going to be yes. And that's it. And that's it. Listen to what Dr. Z said, not what I said. Yes. I kind of like what you said. Okay, good. But, so, but, yeah, but that's, that's just be prepared for about it. No, it should just be yes. 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 Where's all, all that food, food going to go? My stomach. My stomach. <laughs> 
I mean, mostly, literally, yeah. like, right? like that's exactly what I want people to respond with. Don't give them anything. Yes. And it's not going to change. Nothing is going to change Nothing's during the holidays. Change. Nothing. So don't try to change it. Correct. Nothing's going to change with the narcissist, period. And everything's heightened during the holidays. They're on, like, like that's a narcissist, like, playground, the holidays. Just like the courtroom is. It's yes, the same thing. exactly. Exactly. So you want to make sure that you are as boundaried as possible. Except when it comes to super chili. What's super chili? Got to have a lot of super chili during What's the holidays. What's super chili? Soup or chili. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> super chili sounds like something I want to have, though. <laughs> Chili. Super chili sounds like we got to pile on a bunch of Fritos <laughs> and sour cream and bacon bits and all sorts of awful stuff. And I'm that I now I just made my own dinner right there. Thank you. Super chili. Let's make some super chili tonight. Uh, Dr. Z, anything else we should uh, know before we literally get out of here? No. Uh, but I want super chili. Super chili. What's your favorite side, by the way, of during the mashed holidays? Potatoes. Mash, yeah. Oh, like hands Any down. Any version of mashed potatoes. No gravy because then it ruins the mm. taste of the mashed potatoes. What? <laughs> what? Taylor's right. Taylor's My goodness. <laughs> Gravy ruins the taste of mashed potatoes. I've never heard <laughs> anyone say that in their life. Yes. <laughs> First of all, y'all need to have Grandpa Barchard's gravy, and then you need to change your mind. Good Lord. I've never <laughs> Or Uncle Mike's, either one. Hormel, <laughs> don't listen to her. We love gravy around here, and we love chili. <laughs> well, everyone... Holidays are going to suck, but... <laughs> so does gravy. Apparently. Yeah, yell at her, not me. <laughs> I've never heard that take before in my life. <laughs> Unreal. Well, I hope managing your families over the holidays is a lot easier than managing gravy on your plate when you go to Dr. Z. <laughs> Everyone... Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy indeed. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.